The SportsZilla Show starts now. It's the scarf of Jericho. Try it on, man! I wore a giant scarf today, even though it's not nearly cold enough for a scarf yet, to troll Matt. So now we're going to be scared of someone wearing a scarf? It was a stupid idea from Bad Creative. A little bit of the bubbly. In the sun. A little bit of the bubbly. All night long. A little bit of the bubbly. Here I am. Bears eats. Bubbly. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Matt, I'll leave. The glue guy. I'll just leave. No, Matt, I just want to tell you something. Okay? Okay. You know what happens to guys like you? I don't know. When you make fun of my giant scarf and my team? Uh-oh. You just made the list. I, there we go. I had an idea. That was where we were going. <laughs> I had to go there. I'm sorry. How's everybody today? Good. Good. A lot to talk about. Cold. 3.30, Jim Sarose, military night. Jim Sarosi. I have this thing about mispronouncing names, apparently. Jim Sarosi, Syracuse Crunch, Military Night, Belleville, Crunch Hockey. Got to talk about it. Great things happening with the Crunch. Off the ice, let alone they're playing well overall on the ice. But we're going to start with the NFL today. Because I'm glad you included my scarf and the New York football giants and everything else and that jinx of a black cat named Felix. We've reported on this all week because to me it's the most entertaining thing happening in sports. Scoop, they still have not found the black cat as of today. I hope he interrupts the Giants-Jets game. Is that was is he hanging out? I I think he's a ninja. He's a ninja. The cat is amazing. They can't find a cat. How does a cat get... Hey, in? he was better at getting away from those state troopers than Baker Mayfield. I said it the other day. It remains true. He's still at large. There's a report in, in the New York Post that has been denied, by the way, fake news, uh, that there are about 300 feral cats at the facility, and other officials have said the complex does have 30 barn cats that they're feeding. I'm assuming this is around MetLife Stadium, but the the bottom line is they can't find the cat. I mean, they've still got these humane traps. They've got this no-kill rescue shelter trying to help them out. Still no luck as of today. Is Felix, this cat, going to make a reappearance somewhere? Is he going to emerge from the shadows? He's probably, like, they're looking for him, and he's just darting behind him somewhere. And they just, did you, is that? No, it wasn't the cat. That's what's happening. You know, they need to have somebody, like, just lay down and, and try to go to sleep at the stadium there, because then the cat will, like, nestle in and, like, wake them up and want food at about 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or put a glass of water on the edge of a table and let it happen. <laughs> It'll knock it over. Right. They'll be pawing yeah. in the face. Open some tuna fish. Just put a table in the middle of the field on the 50-yard line and put some important paperwork on the paper uh, on, on the table there, and the cat will come up and knock it all off. Leave some sushi out. I don't know. The cat, what's going on here? You know what? You know what always worked with Tom? Jerry. Just find Jerry. Find him a little mouse. Dangle a mouse. Something's got to happen. This is amazing to me that they haven't found this cat yet. So will he uh, appear during Kevin Harlan's broadcast? There's might, a, might he appear? I you hope. never know. Is he following Kevin Harlan around so we can have weekly play-by-play on Monday Night Football? Who's uh, next? We, wait, wait. Who's playing this Monday? 
Get the schedule. Could you do that, Matt? Matt's going to get the schedule because he's on top of things. Instead of ghosts, Sam Darnold will see cats. There you have it. We are going to transition to some actual relevant things in the NFL, I suppose, at this point. Oh, why? Chris Carter got... It is Seattle and uh, San Francisco. In San Fran? In San Fran. So he hopped a plane. Hopped a plane. Jumped on a plane at JFK, or maybe he went to LaGuardia. I don't know, and he's heading out west. He's going to the left coast. That's where the black cat's going to be. That's crazy. Chris Carter got fired at Fox. Out. Now, apparently he had a problem with his role moving forward, not getting a second show to do commentary on. Others are reporting it was a far deeper and bigger issue than that. I'm sure there's a lot all over online. I just, is that a big loss or not? I thought he was pretty decent at breaking down games. He was with ESPN for a long time, but he spent the last year. I can't say I watched them on Fox. No. Why not? I just don't watch Fox that very often. Just not a fan of that whole. No, I just group. don't. Well, uh, Patriot games usually are on Fox. So I'm not usually catching those broadcasts. That's true. You don't watch any other football. Of course I do. But usually, if the Patriots game on, that's the only one that matters. You just flip it right to the start time. You're right. Okay, that works for me. See, I liked Chris Carter. You know, he got in trouble. That was that video he did with the NFL players, and he said something to the effect of, "You know, you got to have." Uh, a fall guy. A fall guy. One of your boys has got to take care of you or something like that. And then that was criticized, and that was sort of, uh, you and know. That, the precur- and that's what got him fired from ESPN. The precursor to him being ushered out of ESPN. But I don't really understand what happened over at Fox. I know he got suspended for a couple of days, and it sounds like maybe he was upset about that, and he told them he was upset about that. And they, I'm not sure whether he got fired or he walked or both. They're claiming a bigger issue than what has been reported, at least the last that I saw. There might be an update breaking right now. Workplace harassment, maybe. You wait a few more days and more will come out. I wonder if it's something along those because lines. They, they couldn't talk about that if that's what did it was. They, did they try to fire him and he goes, you can't fire me, I quit? Something <laughs> happened. It's interesting, but he's out. Deion Sanders, rumored at Florida State. They got rid of Willie Tagger, ate a lot of money. I just don't understand that. I mean, I, I, I guess it's a, a cool story to pass around in the media and to grab attention and clickbait. But seriously, he I, I know he's coached some high school kids. He doesn't have any coaching experience on, on the collegiate or, or pro level that I know of. I don't think he does. I, I don't understand so. how... The big donor money at Florida State is going to be okay with that. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, he played Major League Baseball, too. Does that mean he's going to get a coaching position in Major League Baseball? I don't know. So if the Mets didn't hire who they hired, they should be going after Deion Sanders or A-Rod? Right. Don't you think that works for everybody? Yeah, Newton, Carlos Beltran will hire him. As Why not coach. the pitching coach for the Yankees? Oh, we'll get to that new hire in a few minutes. It's crazy. I, I just... I don't know. Is he going to manage his players' loads properly? Do they do that in college football, or is that just an NBA thing? I don't. I don't see Deion Sanders working out as the head football coach. At least he's got to get a little bit of experience, or they've got to bring in basically an assistant head coach that can really help him a lot. I mean, would the marquee value of that name be enough to hire him? You would obviously probably have to surround him with very good. Football people, maybe he's a great coach, but he's got no experience at the collegiate level. How, how can you justify that hire? 
I to your to your university. I and is he going to be paid more than NFL Network's paying him? Wouldn't it make more sense if Florida State tried to hire Dino Babers away? Yeah, it's that a, would make infinitely more sense. Absolutely, more way more sense. It it's just a, a it's a clickbait headline. That's what I think it is. I think it's just a rumor that got started. And they're having a little bit of fun with it. But I can't believe he's in serious contention for that job. Well, Sport- I saw it, and I thought someone like hacked Ian Rappaport of reporting this until I saw the verified checkmark. Yeah, there are there are certain things when they pop, you go, wait a minute, somebody got hacked. That can't be real. And then you realize, oh, that was real. It's Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. So let's move on to some other football-related news you brought this up yesterday. We were laughing about it, and I thought I'd bring it back in because we never made it to air with the Antonio Brown temper tantrum that happened again. Well, he quit the, the league again. Again. You know? Again. And, and apparently he's got some sort of meeting with the league next week, uh, and there are teams that would be interested in him if he's reinstated. Uh, okay, if you quit, why are you going to go to this meeting? Is is this all your agent? making you go, saying go, 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 or does he know Antonio and realize he'll have an entirely different opinion in the next 15 minutes? Within the span of a few hours, basically, Antonio Brown puts out on Instagram, bleep the NFL, I'm going down another path, no more making money off my blood and sweat. To a few hours later, because I, I I think that there's mental issues. I, I really do. I just think he he needs to take care of himself, if he does, then the football door will open up. He can prove that, and he's in a better place, like spiritually. I think he's off, because then he turns around and he goes, I love football and I miss it. I just want to play, and I'm very emotional about that. I'm determined to make my way back to the NFL. Well, we get that. I get you're emotional about this. This is this is who you are and what you do, but there's a far better way to go about about it. Stay you, off of social media. You want to clean up the image a little bit. You want to get back in the good graces of the league and have general managers, coaches, and owners in in these organizations in, in the within these teams take you back into the league. You've got to play ball a little bit. You've got to at least meet them halfway, don't you think? There's always a coach out there yeah. that thinks he can fix the guy. The guy will like me. He'll respond to me. And that is the ego of these coaches a lot of times because I look this guy have we forgotten the crazy that 24 hour whirlwind with the video with Gruden on the phone and it sounds like okay maybe they've mended fences it was more I mean, than 24 hours it was like a week of that nonsense well, it, like there was one 24 hour 36 hour period there where it was so back and forth and yo-yoing to he's going to play, he's not going to play, he's a Raider, I'll never play for the Raiders again. I mean, holy cow. I mean, I, I remember hearing one thing when I fell asleep. I wake up in the morning and there's there's a whole other story. You know, I mean, that's what you're getting here, man. You couldn't keep up with it. It was it was so fast and furious for a while. It was, it was like the Tasmanian devil got a hold of his phone and was just like, Rah! Just texting and Instagramming and posting this and sharing that. And, oh, my goodness. I'll give kudos to one guy, Mike Tomlin. Why? How is he able to help control Antonio Brown? But maybe How? Because after he left Pittsburgh, 
It's been a mess. But didn't it seem like he was a volcano waiting to erupt? And, oh, yeah. And then it came oh, to it. And then eventually he could But somehow Tomlin was able to help prevent that. He corralled him for a while, but eventually he blew his top and the volcano from, just exploded. The Facebook Live video from the Steelers locker room where he's goofing off and doing a video rather than listening to his coach. I mean, and, and that's Mike Tomlin. He's He's able to deal with those types of personalities. They had a lot of them on that team. They do what they want to do. He says, Tomlin says what he has to say, makes his point when he has to make his point, and that's the kind of coach that he is. But, I mean, everybody's got a point where they go, I can't take this anymore. This guy is. So, and Bill Belichick's is probably, his fuse is a little shorter, I think. Just a little bit. Bill Belichick and the Patriots dealt with him for a game prior to that after leaving the Steelers. He was with the Raiders, so we can stop with a soap opera. And look what they did. They beat the Chargers 26 to 24. Did you see Chucky? That's what, that's what people call him. They, Correct. They call John Gruden Chucky. Did you see him with all the fans? Yeah, the it, was, it was funny. He's I, celebrating. I like John Gruden. I think he's a good coach, but I, you know, people question whether he lost it when he was in the booth for Monday Night Football. I just don't think so. He was around the game all the time, interviewing these guys. So he was keeping up with it. He might not have been coaching it, but he was at least keeping up with the game. The Raiders played their last primetime game in Oakland. Did you realize that? Because they're moving to Vegas. Rivers airs it out. Allen passes. Picked. Intercepted by Carl Joseph. The Raiders are going to go to five and four. You know, congratulations to John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. This is a big win. And to do it here on primetime, the last primetime game at the Coliseum, and something they can build on, that's just a great team effort. You know, that's a surprising win for me. I was surprised when they beat the Bears. I didn't think that was going to happen. So, you know, kudos to John Gruden. He's done better than I expected him to. And, and, you know... Kudos to Derek Carr. You know, kudos to the uh, Raiders' defense for picking off Phillip Rivers on two successive drives to open the game, and and one of them going for a pick six. I think the other one up as a field goal. You know, I mean, uh, they dug a hole for themselves, the Chargers did. I think the Chargers are a very disappointing football team because you expect so much of them, and then they always seem to come up short. Oh, they're going to send them to London anyways. You know, after all the trade, what? Chip, chip, cheerio. Seriously, that's what we were talking about yesterday. I, I still think it might happen. It all depends on money. When it's all said and done, it depends on money. And does Los Angeles really want two teams, or do they just want to have to focus on one team? They should have never left San Diego, in my humble opinion. But. I don't even know if they will support one team. It's tough. Tough market. There's a lot to do. There's beaches. There's other sports. I mean, there's just... It's never... It hasn't gone well attendance-wise for no. those teams since the Rams in the seventies. No, and I don't know if well. And then, but then you look for there. I mean, just look at the Raiders though, and all the trades that they made. And I'm just blown away at the fact that they even won a game, let alone beat the Chargers, regardless of where they play or where they don't play. Because he has traded away some serious talent. I mean, Khalil Mack. Uh, uh, the receiver that they sent to Dallas. To Dallas. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you. They just had a Monty. bunch. Of, yeah, they just had a bunch of catches. Yeah, that guy. Sorry, Brady. Cooper. Cooper. Monty Cooper. Thank you very much. Kick saving a beauty. But yeah, I just. He's a good coach. I just think maybe with ten years there was a plan in place that it was going to take a couple few seasons to really 
get the roster where he wants it to be. And there's the, still speculation whether Derek Carr is his guy. Is he his guy? Is everybody on that roster his guy? you got to be his type of guy. He's one of the strongest personalities as far as head coaches are in the league. So you got to do it. You got to do it Chucky's way. All coaches are that way, but he's really visible about it. And, you know, I mean, he was a TV star in the booth for a while, too. So I'm just not a fan. Any guy who goes to a Springsteen concert and leaves early because <laughs> he's not playing enough of the hits. I would have gone to Dave Matthews concert instead, but that's just me. You, you got to know what you're getting into when you go to a Springsteen concert, for crying out loud. I understand. I get it. To uh, a point. You're not playing enough hits. Let's go. You are a numb nut. No, you, the, your real fans want him to go deep. Dave Matthews, That's I don't want him. even dumber than trading Khalil Mack. I don't want Dave Matthews to play the hits. I want him to play the deep cuts. That's what I want. I want the artist to do what they want to do. That's what I'm going there for. Not so like my silly whim is satisfied. You can put in a CD and play the hits. Um, yeah. Guys, we're, yeah. La- we're late on our first break, so can I drop in a Pro Orange I have for you? Hashtag Pro Orange. Dwight Freeney joining Marvin Harrison as Pro Orange in the Colts Ring of Honor. Congratulations to him. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Kawhi wore a cool shirt yesterday. That more NBA next. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. And we've got high school football tomorrow night. You want football that's pure? Listen in tomorrow night, 97.7 and 100.7. Excuse me, 100.1. Oh, that was a nice one. Salve and Oneida, 5 p.m. tomorrow. And CNS versus Proctor, 8 p.m. tomorrow night from the Dome. High school football section three. So ESPN Syracuse is now on Twitch Scoop. And it's, of course, a video streaming platform. I was telling you yesterday, if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription. And it could be Twitch. So Twitch TV, Twitch.tv. Could be our channel, you mean. Right. Yeah. What did I say? Could be Twitch. Yeah, it could be our channel. Yes, yes. That Yes, our channel could be your subscription if you, yes, through Amazon Prime. It's one option that you have. Thank you for, see, that's why you have Millennial in the studio all the time. Please pick us as your option. Okay, Boomer. So you can check it out, Twitch.tv slash Talk. You've seen other of your favorite Syracuse ESPN Syracuse personalities on there. We have our own studio because I think we're special, and they're testing us out right now. You can kind of see a profile of my face. You can see Scoop, Matt, and I was actually looking at Twitch because I have the app. I wasn't sure we were on. Right. Well, I've, I friended them a couple days ago, and I'm still waiting for a response from our friends. Yeah, here. why would they pay attention to us? Galaxy that... Well, I sent that in. So there's bits and whispers and all sorts of fun stuff and comments and get used to the platform. It's a great way to interact. Just thought we'd put that out there and that will be rolled out in full force as you keep listening to, amongst other things, the Sportzilla show here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. So basketball related, let's just start out with the best news in basketball in relation to Tiana Mangakaya. I want to pronounce it right. I'm practiced it a little bit. I wanted to make sure I was respectful with that. Great news yesterday. Cancer-free. Just awesome. Yes. Just so happy for her, her family, Coach Q, the team, her teammates, and everybody involved. Just happy for Tiana in general that she is healthy. 
I know she's motivated to get back to basketball and things like that. Wednesday night, the warm-up, the uh, orange men out there with uh, wearing T-shirts in her honor, you know, and it's just it, it, it. Collectively, we're just trying to send our good thoughts, you know, our good vibes to her. I think everybody in Orange Nation has been doing that all along. Certainly, uh, she feels it. And she, the hashtag tougher tea has been trending for her. She's got uh, her parents and a uh, friend in from Australia, her native, her homeland. Uh, just, it's fantastic. What it's fantastic that first of all, it's been a pretty quick but successful fight, and you're just glad, hopefully, the battle is just over and she can just move on and live a, a healthy life and do everything that hopefully, she wants. Hopefully, you know, uh, we are all touched by this disease. We all have somebody in our family that's gone through this or several people in our family that have gone through this. So it's uh, it's good news to get that she had her final chemotherapy treatment October 11th. So, obviously, there's always a, a degree of apprehension going f- forward because there are future checkups, and you always kind of worry. So our thoughts are with you. It's not it's, it's, it's not just in the central New York-Syracuse community, but nationwide people, and, and internationally, obviously, as well, people have really been rejoicing at that good news. So as far as the NBA is concerned, Kawhi wore a Be Kind Always shirt. I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if that was part of load management or the fact that he's a misunderstood, misperceived guy who actually had gone and spent some time with some kids, and the kids made him that shirt. They signed it. They decorated it. They drew it. There's a basketball on, and he honored them by making sure he got that in front of a camera, walking into the arena, getting ready, and it was just a nice thing, heartwarming thing to see. Yeah, that's cool. Normally... Fans, kids might ask for an autographed shirt. Kawhi, can you autograph my shirt? Can you give me? Have you got any free stuff, Kawhi, that you could give me? You know, uh, and they make him a shirt, so that's sweet. Turnabout, man. Sometimes it's not what you expected. They weren't begging; they were given. That's the secret sauce to life, man. You got to give the others. I think the whole fine for Doc Rivers is a weird thing, and how the league is handling this—the fifty grand. They feel undercut somehow by what he said, but I think we kind of all understand what's going on. I know the league is very sensitive about the idea that some players may sit because they want to sell tickets. They're managing his load. It's load management, a little bit of a knee issue, so back-to-backs, at least at this point in the season, don't expect Kawhi to play. But Doc said he's a healthy player basically for the most part. And then that got him into trouble. Fifty thousand. That's nothing, though. He's got a lot of money. So, do you think with the next CBA, do you think they'll change this? The hashtag sarcasm scoop. Hashtag sarcasm. That's 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 to guys like us. That's I just insane. choked. That's I, I could use fifty k right about now. I could use fifty cents right now. Man, when I get fifty k, we're all going for hamburgers and beers, man. Absolutely. Fifty with fifty k. Fifty k worth of it in one night. It's going to be a hell of a party. Okay. So what about this Twitter poll that said that the Lakers are the most hated team in the NBA? Do you hate them? But Because if LeBron wasn't on them, they wouldn't be number one on that. It's because LeBron is so polarizing. Because weren't they hated when he was on Miami? Weren't they hated when he was on Cleveland? Or wasn't he hated so that team was elevated to that position on this type of poll? I do think LeBron is a part of that. And this was a poll on Twitter. But I do think the Lakers have been hated before LeBron got there. Like, 
uh, Jack Perrin, who we've had on uh, our, our Sportszilla program before. Our basketball coverage is fantastic from him. He hates the Lakers. Yes. And I, I hear it from all kinds of people. And some of that, I think, goes back to the Celtics fans and those great rivalries back in the day. The Yankees in baseball, the Red Sox in baseball, Dallas. In, I, is there is another more polarizing team in football? But is there a pull? Is it hated hatred towards the organization or is it hatred towards the fans? You know what I mean? The fan you base go, itself. You go, oh, man, I hate their fans, so I'm going to click them. It's like the terrible Patriots fans. Not wrong. For example. Or Cowboys fans. Or Cowboys fans. There's, There's also those Giants fans who, you know, just suck, absolutely. Well, don't you hate, since you're a Browns fan, you hate the Steelers fan base. It's, it's, well, yeah, the, I, Georgetown I, sucks, so do their fans. You know what I mean? Look, in, in Cleveland, the Browns have been bad so long. There are a lot of Steeler fans in the Cleveland area. And my problem with Steeler fans is that by and large, they're sit on their fat behind, Crack butt showing tail ends on the couch watching football. They I've seen more Steeler games in person than the average Steeler fan because they watch on TV, you know, and they're a front runner. It's easy to be a Steeler fan. Just look at your Facebook feed anytime they win. Oh, the yip, 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 yip. The second they lose, crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Now you could accuse probably any fan base of that. But the, the Steelers, the worst, just the worst, you know. So I love it when the, the Patriots get more rings because I'm sick of hearing about how many rings the Steelers had that most of them should have an asterisk because all those players were on steroids and drugs back in the 70s when they, when they won a lot of those championships. Just... And the last one, the one with <laughs> the, one with the, the, the Seahawks, Fiasco. They stole that Super Bowl from the Seahawks. Are you passionate about this subject? I can't tell. You struck a nerve. Scoop, uh, NBA-related, 10 seconds only because we're up against a break because we got to get Jim Sorosi of the Syracuse Crunch on. Yeah, that was an NBA segment that I hijacked with Steeler hatred. And because you're the only one that can properly pronounce his name, but the Greek freak Giannis. Antetokounmpo. I have to say it like that because it's like kind of fun. When I try to just say it in regular conversation... I totally drive the car off the road. You have to almost sing it like lyrically. He is a beast at 38 points. And man, there's some great stuff online. If you want to look around about how young he is and how much better he's going to get, you should be terrified if you're playing against him. See, as much as I'd like to see LeBron win the MVP, I think the Greek freak is probably going to be the MVP because he's carrying that whole team. Also, James Harden says he doesn't believe in load management. Okay, whatever. That's not says the guy who never gets back on defense. What were you going to trip over your beard, James? What the guy who wears? I don't. What the hell was that thing he wore into the ESPYS? Steve Clifford, the coach of the Magic, said, "You know, being with Michael Jordan in Charlotte, Michael used to tell him every year, you 'You're paid to play 82 games.' We'll leave it right there with the goat." Crunch Hockey, Military Night, Jim Sorosi next, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Back on the Sportzilla Show with COO of the Syracuse Crunch, Jim Sorosi. So, Military Night is tonight, and they honored a veteran with Veterans Day on Monday. 
Back on Wednesday, honorary captain Airman First Class Leonard J. Graff joined the team. During practice, he addressed the team. There's some amazing pictures with him, uh, truly honoring an amazing man. We were talking about him the other day, Scoop. 90 years old. Uh, you know what? Let's let Jim on the phone. Let's let Jim hype him because we've already been. We went through this the other day, but let's hear what he has to say, his perspective yeah, of having I'm him there. Curious about your interactions with this gentleman. What a great way to start off. I'm glad for the opportunity. It was it was like you would imagine it would be. We were sitting in the room here, and his voice started cracking right at the beginning. You could see how important the honor was to him. It was impossible not to get chills. And of course. I spent as much time looking at him as I was watching our athletes look at him and just see that attention that he was getting from them was so cool. And the highlight of it all was when one of our players, Luke Witowski, walked over and presented him with the honorary, the actual jersey that we're going to be wearing tonight with the C on it and everything. Uh, it was pure and sincere uh, bewilderment and joy, and, and it was cool to see that because we're the ones who should be honoring him, but I, I was very thankful for what he seemed to get out of it as well. Yeah, it, it's, it gives you chills. We're all biting our lips in the studios. I'm sure you are sitting there on the phone <laughs> talking to us. No, it's so hard not to, and it doesn't end. We have him tonight. He'll be yes. dropping the game's first puck, so and that, that will be a nice way to to end it for him. He's got, I think he has 40 family members in town for it, too. It's, such, it's so cool all around. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation or have the crunch to talk about with men like him, honorable men like him. Military Appreciation Night postgame tonight. There is a jersey auction, whole bunch of players, uh, the military jerseys that they wear during the game will be available to bid on Nolan, uh, Dennis Yan, Alex Barry Boulay, Chris Miller, Ben Thomas, Luke Witkowski, and on and on and on. Jamel Smith, I see in there. Corey Conacher's number 89 will be available. I, I love when they do things like this. These are treasured mementos for the fan base. Jim? It's awesome. I mean, it, only 30 of them exist, and it's what cooler way to get it right from the athlete themselves. All kind of the names you just mentioned will be coming back on the ice right after the game. And it's not just, hey, let me sign the jersey, take a picture and go. I, we've done it in the past. These guys are great. They're going to spend time with the people. And a portion of the proceeds are going to go to our friends at Clear Path for Veterans, which is an organization I have a lot of respect for and we work closely with throughout the year. And it, it's a great way to, to end the night. And, you know, I don't know if, if I'm allowed to bring in or bring up now the what I'm very proud of to start the night off with, which is the unveiling of and the dedication of, I should say, a POW and MIA seat that we're going to put in Section 225 of the War Memorial. And that will remain there in perpetuity and giving us an opportunity on at each home game moving forward to put our attention on and make sure that these folks are not forgotten and that, hey, there are still people out there that are not home and try to, you know, try to just continue to remind people that there's work still to be done. Also, real quick, Scoop, don't forget on Monday on Veterans Day, the Crunch traveled to Utica to play the Comets, and it's going to be a military appreciation game. There's a lot more to it than that, but to be able to be part of that is also a big deal to these players, not about the rivalry, just about honoring these veterans. Scoop, go ahead. And on the ice, uh, this is a, a grinded-out stretch here for the Crunch. Six games in nine days. That's a lot of yeah, hockey you, in a condensed period of time. It is. You, you kind of notice it right away. Practices might be a little bit shorter as you kind of you know anticipate the, the tremendous. And it's hard to articulate the tremendous wear and tear. Like I see it on a front office point of view 
our broadcaster, Lucas, what all the prep work that he has to do for each game. And that, you know, at the end of the day, with all due respect to everything we do, that pales in comparison to what the athletes are going through, putting their body on the line like they do each and every night. And to play six and nine, it's tough, but they're not going to complain about it. So, um, you know, for us, you dig a little deeper, give them a little bit extra support and, and do what you can with them. But it's, it's a fun, it's a fun time. You kind of hope you get a little hot here because points can pile up in, in a very good direction if you do. Jim, it's Movember. The team is participating in that movement this month. There was a pink the rink night earlier in the season. And those two things build up into just giving back to the community, which is another thing the Crunch are going to do. Hockey Fights Cancer Night, benefiting Upstate Cancer Center, is November 16th. Take a minute and just string us through those three those three things. Yeah, we're very fortunate to where we're located to have a, such a great partner in Upstate University Hospital. And we work hand-in-hand with them. And we're even going to extend it one more night. At the end of the month, we're going to do a quick tribute and awareness night to, I should say, awareness night to uh, lung cancer as well to to bring that is uh, to bring that up to speed too. So it, it kicks off every November, and, I, and it's so cool to see how all of the hockey teams it seems now have adopted some sort of give back with it. Whether it's the guys growing the facial hair and taking the donations and and doing the pink in the ranks and the hockey fights cancers night, it's all good. All that money stays local. It helps with what we've all unfortunately been affected with, and it's a great opportunity to help raise not so much awareness, but to help with the education process about it. What can you do? Is there prevention out there? And all of that. And like you mentioned, the 16th will be our next night. We'll be part of the NHL's Hockey Fight Cancer campaign. We'll be wearing our lavender jerseys that night. And same thing, they'll be auctioned off at the end with the money going back up to the cancer center here. As they say, stick taps. Louis Deming got traded, uh, and he's been around for a little while. And then a fresh face back in that lineup, uh, Peter Abandonado, has been called back up from Orlando. Give me 20 seconds before we go to our break. Yeah, Louis was kind of, it was something that you see a lot in baseball. Like, he, he's with us on a Friday night, and then all of a sudden, Saturday, we're playing. And he never left town. We traded him to New Jersey, so he played against us in Binghamton right there. And that's the fresh start I think Julian Breezewara has been talking about since July 1 when they signed Curtis McElhaney. And Peter Abandonado, it's great to have back. He got uh, Orlando, our club, in the ECHL had a little stretch there where they had a number of games, so he went down there and was able to get in a bunch, and now he's back here to help us in the 6-9. and nine. All right, let's make this a habit. Jim Sorosi, COO of the Syracuse Crunch, always appreciate the time. Uh, all the success in the world to you guys tonight. And totally respect what you guys are doing as an organization. I appreciate that very much. You know what I got, what I think of you guys. You guys rock it. So keep it up. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1, the Sportzilla Show. Coming back with a little baseball, actually. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes has declared himself fit to play Sunday against the Titans. He had been practicing, but this is the... First week that he's really got in there with the starters and done some of that work. Doctors cleared him, so make note, fantasy footballers. What else is going on in the world of sports? The New York Yankees. Can we can we talk some baseball for a second? It's actually big news because did we should get done with that sport? Yeah, but it, it's big news when it's the Yankees. I mean, especially around here. Reports started coming out yesterday, but they've hired Matt Blake, who actually. Worked with your Cleveland Indians scoop. He was uh, was a director of pitching development, and he was just really hired. But all of a sudden, they pilfered him. They brought him over. They're really going hard on the analytics. They've changed 
some of the people working for the Yankees now, and they've gone in a slightly different direction. Larry Rothschild embraced analytics to a point, but he was clearly and obviously more old school. Well, now they're just going straight analytics. They say that he has a great ability to communicate the analytics to players. So that's what they want to do. Are you bummed that he's leaving the Indians? Well, the Indians uh, have so many issues. You know, it's not going to make or break them. They'll get somebody else. They'll get somebody uh, qualified, decent. I don't. Maybe they already have. I don't know. But the the Indians were a disappointment this year. Uh, And it's funny when I when I hear Aaron Judge talk about winning 103 games and the season ending before he wants it to, and that being a disappointment. So I, I would like that kind of disappointment as an Indians fan. Trevor Bauer, pitcher at one point for your Cleveland Indians, before he whipped the baseball over the center field wall, uh, Terry Tito Francona yelled at him and swore a little bit, and then they shipped him out of there. Actually said for all the Yankees fans coming to my page to ask me about Matt Blake. He's awesome, one of the smarter guys I know, knows a lot about pitching, a lot about development, good communicator, Really excited for him to get this opportunity and pumped to see the results. So I think that they made a good hire, at least one would hope. The crazy thing about Matt Blake, Scoop, four years ago he was coaching high school kids. And look at his rise, his ascension in four short years. Follow your dreams, kids. Follow your dreams. Follow your, follow your dreams, Dion. Yeah. You can coach FSU even though you have no coaching experience on the collegiate level whatsoever. Follow your dreams, Dion. Manage your load and play all 82 games or get paid the same and play eh, 68. That's perfectly fine. Doesn't matter. According to Jalen Rose, you heard it. Came out yesterday, 56, 66, 76. Players are going to need some rest on occasion. Well, they're resting now. A lot of them are playing golf. Maybe they're taking a few weeks off before they get ready for next season. So Major League Baseball did announce the Silver Slugger Awards for 2019. Of note, probably most notable in Central New York for Yankee fans, DJ LeMahieu as the second baseman. Basically, it means he's the best hitter at his position. Carlos Santana of the Indians got one. Mitch Garver, catcher. Alex Bregman, no surprise. Andrew Bogarts, shortstop for the Red Sox. George Springer, Mookie Betts, and Mike Trout. And then the DH was Nelson Cruz in the American League. National League, JT Realmuto, Freddie Freeman, who... When he was trick-or-treating, came across a young kid who was dressed up as Freddie Freeman in a full Braves uniform. The kid was like six years old. That was one of the best things I saw on Halloween. Ozzie Albies of the Braves, Anthony Rendon of the Washington Nationals, your World Series champions. Trevor Story of Colorado at shortstop. Outfield, Ronald Acuna, Cody Bellinger, and Christian Yelich. Pitcher, believe it or not, Zach Grinke. Zach Grinke can hit. I have to plead complete and total ignorance of this award. I, I did the Silver Slugger Awards. It's the best hitter at each position within each league. That's and they award that at the end of every season. So they give they literally give you like a silver bat. I was asking where the the list of this was earlier, and I was calling it the Silver Sow Awards. I, I had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> I've heard of the Cy Young Award, the MVP. The Con Smythe Trophy. Now that's a really important one. You've never heard of the Silver Sluggers before? I, I honestly haven't. No. There's. I still don't know what the Dope Walker Award is. I've been a fan is. all my life, and I this is like I didn't know about this. I see it awarded every year, the Doke Walker Award. I still don't know what that is. I because I giggle every time I hear the name Doke. The dude's name was Doke, right? Or was it something else? Load management. Doke. Sport. 
programming note, we will not be on a Monday. Right, Veterans Day uh, due to some other responsibilities. Load management. Some other... No, it's not load management. It's other broadcasting responsibilities. You'll be hearing the crutch in the comments. Hyped to get the... Yes, you will be. I'm hyped to get a little bit of the Twitch stuff out there. I drink lots of cider. Yeah? what do you, For you, load management. What else are you going to drink? Beer! I'm going to get a coffee. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. You're on the block with Brent X next.